is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Welcome to episode 160 of the UK Steelers podcast. You joined as always by me, Simon Stanley, and we're we're running light this week. It's a short week. We got uh, we, who we got? We got Mike. We got Kets. That was an underwhelming intro, wasn't it? I, I apologise. I should have been like Mike Kets. Whoa. Yeah, oh, we'll uh, we'll let you off this time. Uh, who's getting on, lads? <laughs> it's uh, <sighs> you know it, <laughs> we've been better. We've we've heard the sad guitars by now. I mean, we haven't, but the listener will have. Um, for the first time this season. When was the last? <laughs> what are you talking um, about? Kenny's starting next week. Gets, it's all okay. Oh, no. Twitter said it's a short <laughs> week, so we can't start. We'll get into all this. Um, this is going to be maybe a shorter, more informal show. Gavin Dave, sadly, cannot join us. We've got a game on Thursday uh, for week three. We start we, we start week three against the Browns on Thursday night on the new Amazon telecast. You've been, you've, you watched that last week? Nope. No, I haven't yet. No, but... no thoughts on the old Amazon telecast? <laughs> no, looking forward to it though. Yeah. Well, it's they're trying some different things. They got that those dude perfect people doing a stream at the live, which is you know seems a bit Gen Z to me, but you know, yeah. fine, whatever. Totally relevant. Yeah, agreed. Um, anyway, <laughs> housekeeping. Uh, check us out on patreon.com slash UK Steelers podcast. Shout out to the show producers this month, Rob Ferguson, Mark Hansen. Matt Audley and Glenn Jones. Um, we would have the trumpets, but Gabby's not here and he controls the buttons that, that do so. So, <laughs> apologies. Kets, would you like to do the trumpets? I will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well done. You're welcome. You can always count on Kets for a, a quality response on the fly. Thank you, Kets. And uh, one quick reminder just remember, I, I said this last week, but this is your last chance um, to check out Lewis Woods. Uh, fantasy podcast the fantasy fantasy show um at fantasies underscore pod you can get a, a signed zach moss jersey there he's doing a giveaway until the 24th of september so go check that out okay let's jump into this game uh it was rough <laughs> we're not going to go through it i don't think like we normally do i'm not going to sort of spell out every single position um wax wax lyrical about how, how every individual played because frankly uh, it's the next day. This is going to be a little bit more reactionary than than, than normal, and I've not had time to to view the tape and stuff. So, but this is I'd... very much the angry man shouts at cloud yes. podcast. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred and ten percent. And you know, it's us three, so people I would hope have come to expect that by now. You know, the parents are away. Um, <laughs> we tend to we tend to kick it a bit loose when the kids gather. You know, is that fair to say? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> but I like where you're going, so I do like Let's where you're going. In. Let's dig in. Okay, now I want to start by because I want this to be more of a I don't know a conversation, a, a, a come to Jesus moment on this on this offense, and and we'll kind of get into what the issues are. Um, but I want to just read out some of the things that I saw online following this game. Oh, here so, we go. Here we go. So you know David Todd, right? At David and Todd, uh, mm-hmm. once host of the terrible podcast. Uh, then wasn't due to mysterious circumstances that I didn't quite understand, but uh, you know, uh, uh, nevertheless, I, I actually met David Todd outside of Heinz Stadium. Nice guy. Um, he tweeted during the game uh, on Sunday. 
Next 18 minutes is a referendum on Trubisky's job. I never say this. Can't be reactionary. Continuity is important. Never say guys should be fired when things don't go well. I would fire Canada tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if you you listen to the terrible podcast in the old days, you'll know David Todd's like a a pretty calm, considered kind of dude. He's not lying. He's, you know, he's not a a hyper-reactionary hot take pundit. I think this is a man who's weathered and tired of seeing this offense every week like we are. Um, and, and you only need to look at the players. You only need to go into the locker room after the game, read read uh, you know some of the quotes from the press conferences. Um, we just got to do stuff that we're comfortable with and do stuff that we do more consistently in practice. I think that we're good at certain things and we need to get to those faster. This is the thing. Who, this is what the players are saying. Who was that? Uh, I think that was Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I'll have to double check. I'm sorry, okay. I just copied oh, no, a fair, bunch fair. of, of steel. But but that was uh, I, I think that was Mitch Trubisky. I have to double check. I think that was Mitch Trubisky in his in his press conference. Um, yeah, it's not a ringing endorsement, is it? Call concepts. When they asked Mitch Trubisky, uh, you know, what do we need to do to push the ball downfield more? Call concepts to get receivers there. He said, "That's that's throwing Matt Canada right under the bus." And then when Chase Claypool was asked about a similar thing, go ask the coaches. When asked, about struggle, when asked about the struggle in offense that failed to make plays downfield, he said, we can only do what they tell us to do and execute it. Ooh, wow. Shots fired. Now, I saw all this, I think, today or yesterday night, and, and I just I just quote tweeted it. Mutiny. This is, it's week mm. two and we have a mutiny in our hands. Am I being hyperbolic? I don't think I am. Pop me off the ledge. Can I just read off um, Tommy Jaggy's tweet from a couple of hours ago? Mm-hmm. which I thought sums up how well this season's offensive play is going so far. 30th yards per play, 30th yards per game, 26th offensive points per game, Ooh. 28th passing yards a game, 32nd passing yards per attempt, 26th rushing yards per game, 23rd rushing yards per attempt, 30th average time of possession, and 32nd first downs per play. Thus concludes the list. Jesus Christ. Gross. Now, the positive there is offensive points per game. But there's a man called Chris Boswell who has something to say about that. Yeah, yeah he's the only reason we're not 32nd in that metric. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This team can't score touchdowns. It can't run the ball. And it's playing scared. And, and I, and I want to understand why that is. And, and, and I think there's three main elements we need to tackle here, right? And we might not be able to necessarily... You know, discover something new here or find the answer necessarily, but 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 just to map out what the issue is, we've got the offensive line, that's one third of the problem. We've got the play call and we've got the scheme, we've got you know the Matt Canada offense segment of the problem. And then we have the Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback, do we want to change to Kenny Pickett part of the problem mm. now? I don't know how you want to, which 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 of those do you want to tackle first? Which is the most interesting to you? I- I, I tell you what, let's lean with the O-line. And the only reason I say that is if, if we're to factor those into three big areas, I'd almost argue what we've seen in the last two weeks is it maybe two and a half because I expected our O-line to play a heck of a lot worse the last two weeks. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're not superstars, admit that. But I expected, you know, us to be, what, 14 sacks over two games or something like that and you know booed every time they get on the field and a blitz you know don't get me wrong there are you know miscommunications and that's fine we're talking about a whole new setup here 
But should, should we start with the old line? Because I don't think that's, you know, sitting in the gold medal position of issues that we've currently got on what we're seeing day by day. Yeah, agree. I agree. Yeah, I think right now, the way things are, we expected that to be the number one problem. And I don't think it's fair to say that it has been. I mean, if, mm. if you look at the PFF grades last week, I don't have them in front of me, sadly, but I think three of the top five offensive players were offensive linemen. I think it was uh, Chucks, um, James Daniel and Kevin Dotson, I think, were, the t- were, the, were in the top five. I mean, I, I mean mm. we can say what we want about PFF grading, right? But, but you know, that's indicative of something. I think that Mitch Trubisky has had time at times to throw, and he's also been indecisive when he's been sort of running outside the pocket. I mean, the run blocking's been awful. We all understand that, and, and that's yeah. another thing we'll get to. But as far as pass protection goes, and as far as it ties into the introduction of Kenny Pickett and when we might or might not want to do that, mm. I don't think that that right now is a super valid argument. I, I was talking to our, you know, our, our friend and, and listener and, and buddy uh, Ian on Twitter this week, right? And, and he was sort of saying, you know, this is the the offensive line is the issue, and you don't want to throw Kenny behind that. And I know that's been kind of the narrative through the first couple of weeks and through the, the, the preseason when we talk about Kenny Pickett, but I'm just not super buying it anymore. I think no. that I think that the offensive line has been marginally better than we expect. And hey, guess what? He's a football player. Everything can't be perfect around him. He's got weapons. He's a quick thinker. We've seen he can distribute the ball fast. He could be hitting, you know, pickings on some of these routes that we're seeing him get open on. It, and it's just hyper frustrating and sorry I'm ranting please just <laughs> <laughs> we knew it was going to be that sort of episode in fairness but you know how, how many how many people were saying that when Joe Burrow got picked oh no sit him down because the Bengals O-line is rubbish right. they weren't they were exactly. saying he, he's got talent then let him play and you know I don't, I don't mean to give breaking news but how many O-linemen out of, out of Pittsburgh have made it into the top 20 of the draft no, none I mean I'm looking at the guys that got picked out of Pitt last year there were none uh, there were no alignment, so he wasn't exactly sitting behind, you know, the Dallas Cowboys line of a couple of years ago. So he's 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 it's just gonna be a struggle. That's part of it. But I would rather struggle and know what I have than sit here and 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 constantly sit and question everything because we just don't know because we're not given the opportunity to see it. I I think it I think it's 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 lazy now to say that we shouldn't start the rookie because of because our issues on the all line. Okay, well then we'll start the we'll start Mitch, and the issues aren't really the O line. Nothing's being fixed then. Yeah, where are we yeah. going? It would be one thing, and I'm sorry, Kets, I'll let you. I'll let you speak in a minute. I apologise, but it's one thing to to kind of go on and on and, and and say that it's, you know, we can't throw Kenny in behind this offensive line, blah blah blah. But how can we sit here and say the offense is going to get any better with Mitch Trubisky and what we've seen so far? There's clearly no plan. <laughs> the play calling mm. doesn't go downfield. We we're playing scared. We're throwing you know two yard dump offs immediately after the snap on like third and eight. You know j- just utterly bizarre stuff is going on, and I don't know whether it's purely Matt Cannon are not calling the plays because I'm seeing guys are open down the field, and I'm looking forward to seeing the all twenty two in this game because maybe we'll see a little bit more of if those guys were in fact open downfield, um when you couldn't see it live during the game. But to me. Kenny could improve this offense. Can you can you tell me with a straight face that Kenny Pickett isn't the best option? Maybe, maybe not Thursday. Let's remove Thursday from the equation. It's a short week. Yeah. I understand that. But you know, going forward as we project the rest of the season, uh, and I'm afraid, are we coming off as those guys that are being like hyper, like reactive? I, I don't think that. I just think that he doesn't. Mitch, this is doesn't offer us a ceiling. That what are we doing with the season? Are we just not competing? Is that you know? Are we, are we giving up? 
Yeah, we we generally have the chance if we continue the way we are and Pickett does sit the whole season, is that we end up with a top ten pick. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is genuinely going to get that bad. I mean, I think I messaged you boys to say that um, Tyreek Hill had scored the same amount of touchdowns in three and a half minutes than we have all season offensively. Yeah, uh, yesterday, you know that that's at the level that we're talking about, and we were confident against the Patriots. I mean, I had I had us winning the game. I know I know the bookies had Patriots slight favourites, but at home, okay, week one, forget about it. You know, we scraped through. Let's see what growth that we can see on the offense. And it, but it, it, you know, this just reminds me of the the Duck Hodges Mason Rudolph season, where everything was just done passes short, the occasional good pass at the sideline, and that, that's all we're seeing. And if that's the, if that's the what we're going to see for the rest of the season, yeah, we are going to struggle big time because we've got a couple of tough games. I mean, you know, we've got to, we've got to play the Ravens twice. Look what they did yesterday. Yeah. 30, was it 38 points they scored? Yeah. We'd we're be not looking be able to, to keep up with some of these offenses. No, no. We'd be looking to, we'd be looking to hit 38 points. We were um, very lucky week one against an offense that we can see now after week two is is, is stumbling out the gate and yeah. a defense that was on top form. We've now lost the best piece of that defense. You can see that the pressure isn't there as it was before. And we, we have an offense that's neutered in it. And I don't know how you keep up with the, the real big boy teams. I, I just do not see that happening. There needs to be a change. Ketz, I'm sorry, we've, we've been wittering on. Where's your head at? No, right that's now? right. They were all valid points. Um, So I was slating the O-line as much as anybody else preseason. But ultimately, Kenny was behind the same O-line as Trubisky in preseason and got it done. Yeah. You tweeted during the game this week, Cy, that I don't see a reason why Trubisky gives us any less of a chance to win than Kenny Pickett does. I think I've got that the right right way around. I may have got that wrong. But basically, Kenny gives us a better, if not the same, chance of winning. And it's definitely yes, better yeah. if you look at it any way, shape or form. Now, the O-line did not get Trubisky sacked. The couple of times he's been sacked so far this season, it's his own fault. He's moved outside the pocket. He's got himself into a bad position and he's lived to tell the tale. Um by being put on his ass essentially. Now, if you look at the the offense through two games, it's been poor. It's been very frustrating to watch. It's been no dissimilar to what we watched with old man Ben. It's you know little slant passes, passes to the line of scrimmage, if that on a on a good down. Um, nothing positive. Scared is a good word. It's been used already by by us today. It's just not been effective. And what I've been screaming about all off season is you need a. I'm not asking for you know what we saw at the weekend with the Jets or you know what we saw with the Ravens and, and Miami. I'm not asking for 40, 50 yards screaming kind of Mahomes passes every week. Just move the ball consistently down the field whether that's the run game or the pass game. And the thing is, at the moment, the pass game isn't taking any pressure off the run game. And the run game is struggling a little bit because it's either the gap's not being created or when they are being created, Harris isn't necessarily having the vision to be able to go through the right gap necessarily. I've seen a couple of examples this week where there was a gap that was open and he's kind of bounced to the outside or he's tried to go through a gap that he thought was open that wasn't. And I think that comes back to what we said about the different way the O-line is playing this year um, with the independent hand fighting and that kind of thing. I just want to say, I just want to say, I think it's very fair at this point 
to at least start to question some of these plays where Najee's bouncing them outside or maybe not taking the hole. And, and we saw him recover mm. from that, right? I think early on we saw him where you saw that play where he only needed one yard and he, he bounced it outside and we were all thinking, oh my God, what has he done? And he got the yard, right, by diving, but he made it hard for himself. And, yeah. And we've seen that now a few times. We saw it, I think, the first play of the game, he bounced it outside and, and, and eventually went for one yard when there was actually good blocking on that play. So I, I think it's important, and this is where we miss Rich, you know, maybe breaking down some of the offensive line play, but I think it's important that we go back and make sure that we're attributing blame rightly and that this offensive line uh, is, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying the offensive line is lighting the world on fire in the run game, but are there plays there that we're maybe just, you know, presuming is the offensive line is the problem, that actually, you know, maybe a running back could, with some nows, could get in there and... Mm and find an opportunity. I don't want to pile on Najee. I'm not, you know, I don't want to say everything is, is everyone's fault, but you know, we need to start considering why this run game isn't working. Yeah, definitely. There were one or two stills that did arounds on Twitter today of gaps for Najee, but he, he went wide. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's just a, you know, put an arm around the shoulder and say, look, trust yourself. You know, yeah. he, he, he has the vision. We've seen it before. He just exactly. needs to yeah. trust that the gap is either there or it's going to be there. And, do you know what? If it means only getting the three yards, I'd rather than get three or four yards straight up the gut than having to go wide, taking four or five seconds to get those three or four yards, and it ends up just being a bit of a struggle then, going you know going wide at a tackle. So, um, yeah, just 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 trust the ability. He's got it. We know he's got it. Just needs to follow that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. Is that the O line covered? Is there anything else to say on the O line, or is it time to move on yeah, to? Yeah, I, I mean, other the than just, business? yeah, I mean, other than just saying that individually, I think most of them are doing a, a mm. fine job in pass protection. I've, I've not sort of specifically seen any examples where I've said, right, that's awful. We've seen that, well, we've seen some Dan the, Moore issues, right? Mm, maybe, mm, maybe it, if you've seen some, break it down for me. But couple, a couple of communication issues, but again, yeah. we're, we're we're talking about new line here. I'm I'm yeah. happy to to. You know, we bite the bullet on that in week two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we need to look elsewhere for for our scapegoat. So, so Kets, please continue. Where, where do we go <laughs> next? Yeah, and also just to to mention in passing, I think Chucks has done well to start the season as yes. well. So, yeah. so, um, where do we go next? Scheme or Trubisky? Well, let's talk scheme. Okay. Um, obviously, Gav, our scheme aficionado, <laughs> not not here today, as I like to tease him. <laughs> But um, I think it's clear for all to see, and stop me if I'm wrong, that this offense is very afraid to push the ball down the field, schematically. We're not seeing guys regularly schemed open down the field in the middle of the field between the hashes. We're seeing a lot of bootleg dump-offs to Chase Claypool. We're seeing a lot of jet sweeps. We're seeing a lot of shovel passes to the tight end up the middle. Uh, This offense is seeking to gain minimal yardage from the passing game, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're we're almost going to get to the point now where we you know we're easy to read like a book, and there were a lot of plays in this game that we ran out last week, which was you know two wide receivers one side, one on a go route, and the other goes at about ten yards, then cuts it to the sideline. You know that's where a lot of DJ's receptions were. You know tough tapping at the sideline. The reason why you call those plays is that you hope the outside cornerback bites on the inside wide receiver coming to the sideline and that leaves the goal that leaves the goal open. Mm-hmm. The, the the problem with that one is and we're 
<laughs> we're, we're trickling slightly back towards Mitch here. He doesn't hold it long enough. And I think he has the time to do that, or at least a bit of pocket maneuverability to give himself that extra second. But he doesn't. Now, some of the passes were good to DJ. I'll, you know, credit where it is due, 100%. Um, but I'm seeing that type of play far too much. And so long as you, as a corner, if you're playing solid man coverage and you understand, you know not to bite. And it's going to end up being far too predictable. Not enough through the middle. Um, you know, when Matt Canada got the job, you know, there was the talk about it being a little bit gimmicky and, and there is place for that in the league and in games. But too much gimmick plays with the addition of repetitive plays, it, it's not going to work. And as, as much as we were all in agreement. I think we don't want Trubisky starting going forward. I mean, the play calling's not giving him any favours either. Yeah, there's a real issue there. Let's have a look at some of the the drives. Um, so the first drive, three plays, six yards. Second drive, nine plays, thirty-three yards. Sixteen plays, fifty-three yards. Six plays, twenty yards. Four plays, nineteen yards. Seven plays, twenty-five yards. Nine plays, seventy-five yards. Three plays, four yards. Three plays, eight yards. That's not good enough. None of them were good enough. Um, the third drive, which was the sixteen plays, fifty-three yards, ended in an interception. What's the point in that from an offensive standpoint? You're not moving the ball consistently. Yeah, you're not driving down the field and ending up in the end zone. Um, it's just it's just frustrating offense, and I think we have probably punted more times than most teams in the NFL. There was a, a stat that came out today in terms of the opening two games, and we are 32nd in terms of converting a first down in our four attempts, and. We've never gone for it on fourth down so far this season, or we've never converted on fourth down this season. That's because we're too busy punting the ball away. And the first three downs are, are ineffective and don't leave us in a position where, you know, we could go for it on fourth and one. Um, it's, it's just frustrating. And I think DJ played really well this game. And I've been one of his critics as much as anybody else. But I think genuinely, these first two games of the season, he's looked really good. And the opportunity really he's been given, he's looked great. But you look at the rest of the receivers, and our second best pass receiver is Najee Harris. Six targets for 40 yards. Claypool had six targets. Frymouth had seven. Pickens, I don't know if he's ever met Mitch Trubisky at this point. He's just so, <laughs> so ignored. And you saw that you saw him try and force the ball to him twice, right? Was it at the start of the second half or at the end mm. of the first half? There was that, that was seconds drive. to go, wasn't it? Yeah. Where he had to go deep. That was it, yeah, at the end of the second half. And, and you could feel that. And then it didn't come out again in the second half. No. So, uh, you know, what wh- what is the plan here? What mm. why are we targeting the underneath route immediately as soon as he receives the ball? He's not under that much pressure. I th- and maybe this now leads us to the to the QB talk, right? Mitch Trubisky is he the answer? We all I think agree no, but we at least hope that he would be able to be serve as a bridge quarterback and I don't know either that it's just fair to blame the scheme. I think Mitch Trubisky's shown a lot of indecisiveness in these first two games. Is he even game managing at this point? I don't think he is. At, the, at this point, you may as well put Rudolph out there. 
that's well that's it well do you know what i think that is exactly it i think is it is it oh is it awful to say that i would trust rudolph slightly more right now at least Rudolph isn't afraid to put a deep ball in. I feel like he would hang mm. in the pocket a little bit. Oh, gosh, we're, yeah. calling, for, we're calling for Rudolph. Oh, no. no, I'm not. I'm calling for Pickett. <laughs> but I'm just in. If we're just looking at Mitch specifically, Someone what's the, the difference? Mm. Sound the alarm. At this, oh, yeah. at this point, like, what's the difference between old man Ben and Mitch? And what's the difference between Mitch and Mason? Yeah. Last yeah, time, boys. <laughs> I didn't know it is. I... I, I with all the issues that we've potentially thought we were going to go see on O-line, it's almost as if Mitch is presuming that they're going to fa- they're going to fail. Um, two of the, two of the sacks that came up on on Mitch, for example, the first sack, uh, there was a wide open uh, moot in the middle. Now, would he? I, th- I think it might have been third and eight. Would he have made the first down mark or potentially not? But there was a slight miscommunication. Russia was coming in wide open, but. Mitch had the ability to get rid. Um, and I, do you know what? If I'd have, if we, if he'd have thrown that to move, the move to get tackled two yards short, and you go back and watch the tape, you go, all right, fair. You know, he's dumped the ball off quickly. He didn't have time to go deep. We had a potentially a miscommunication on the line, and we've got a blitzer coming in wide open, and he can dump the ball, get five yards, punt it, and fine. I, I, you can live with that. You would expect that sort of play. I'm not expecting hero ball. This isn't, you know, Patrick Mahomes we're talking about. Next sack, though, uh, 9.16 on the clock, second quarter, third and four. Claypool is running a slant right to left, and he is wide open. Again, he's not going to blaze it for a touchdown, but he's going to get the first down. Mitch takes a sack. Why? We, you know, one of the benefits that we said bringing him in was we have a slightly more mobile quarterback than we have before. And Ketz, I, I agree with you. I think we're almost looking at a carbon copy of of what we were seeing with Ben last season, that we have a, yeah. a quarterback who isn't using any ability to move. Now, our quarterback last year couldn't because he didn't have it in the locker. <laughs> we know Mitch does, but he's not using it. You know, just a little bit of movement here or there is going to go such a long way. Um, the Towards the end of the second quarter, and Mitch did this in the Bengals game, and as soon as you guys mentioned it last week on the on, on the show, I was nearly I was nearly celebrating. That play where he goes left. Okay, no, let me let me put the time on. Uh, I did have. Oh, so we were about fourteen seconds left on the clock. Snap, oh. snap gets made. Mitch goes left, and he could have run for no gain. Stop the clock. He could have thrown the ball out of bounds, and fine, you can live with that. I think we still had a timeout or two at that point, so you can get away with it. No, he didn't. He sat there and moved and moved slower and slower and got sacked. We lost nine seconds on that play and three yards. Now, when you're sitting there with with 14 seconds on the clock and you spend nine of them to lose three yards Mm -hmm. and stay in bounds, forcing us to use a timeout, you got to go. I was screaming at the TV at that point. If he'd have spiked it, just sat down, it would have been a better play. It just... It wasted any opportunity we had. Yeah, it, I would have preferred. I would have seconds left. I would have preferred him feckin' punting that ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honest to God, At he did it last. Maybe he did it last week, and and Sam Hubbard nearly ripped the ball off him. You know, he he was walking across the line, yeah. and Sam Hubbard took him uh, took him out from behind. If oh, he, he did, was, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. If he was any more accurate with his with his, I think it was his, with his right arm, that ball's coming out. 
And he it was, was when he went so round him and tried lethargic. to punch the ball, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so lethargic. And we can talk about scheme and we can talk about, you know, check downs on third and 10 to someone two yards behind the line of scrimmage. And trust me, I'm flipping the page over. There's another few of those to talk about. Um, but that frustrates me more than anything else. It's almost as if he doesn't care. There was, you know, there was no effort. There was no urgency on either of those plays this week and last week. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're expected to believe that he's to remain the starter going forward, potentially after after the game against the Browns on Thursday. That's that it's stuff like that's unforgivable. You know, the, you know, when you see a quarterback do something like uh it was it Baker did it last week that he fakes the fakes uh, spike and then spiked the ball and got done for, you know, so something horrific like that that you just sit there and scratch your head and go, Why have you done that? And and Mitch has now done that twice. And we've been lucky that the worst that's come out of it is a nine-second run off on the clock and a sack for three yards. You know, I can very, very easily see that ball getting stripped and we lose it. Yep. You know, they're, what, 14 seconds on the clock. Okay, you use about three or four. So we, we'd potentially sit in with 10 seconds on the clock and two timeouts. There's at least a chance for us to get 30 yards and kick a field goal to end the half. But instead, we had to chuck the hero ball to Pickens, 20 yards sort of the end zone with, with three seconds to go, which yeah. was never going to go anywhere. And we went that, we, you know, we went a million miles from field goal range and, and we lost the game by three points. Mm. So. Yeah, we didn't, you know, we're not talking Hail Mary to the end zone. Yeah. We're only talking 25, 25, 30 yards here. And, yeah. and Boz, Jesus Christ, he is on fire. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't even sweat, nearly leave the room when he hits a field goal because the point, I know, I know where it's going. Touch wood, it stays that way, and I even jinx buzz, of course. Um, but just to give one more issue on, and again, it's just about being smart up in the temples with Mitch, right? Third quarter, 627 on the clock, third and eight. This was the play where he, he dumped it to um, Jalen Warren two yards behind the line of scrimmage, right? So there was three defenders protecting the first down marker. Fine. There was a rusher coming in left, but the blocking on the right-hand side of the line was excellent. Honest to God, it was excellent. He had more than enough time and space to move to the right-hand side of the pocket and look what was there. Now, without the all-22 tape, that's fine. If there were no receivers deep, okay, I can live with that. How many yards do you reckon Mitch dropped back from the pocket to pass to Jalen Warren two yards short of the line of scrimmage? Oh, there were some plays where he... He may as well have backed up all the way to his own end zone. It was ridiculous how far he was dropping how back. How many yards? Eight yards? Twelve yards? Ten. Ten yards. He was ten middle. yards <laughs> behind the line and passed it two yards behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah. But that's and a, and a good pocket. Again, there was pressure on the left, but he had the ability to move to the right. And instead, he just went back. Now, that's great when you're Patrick Mahomes and you've got a rocket arm and you've got Tyreek Hill. Because you can afford to do that. You know, that was that's one of the things that Mahomes is praised about. That extra space gives him more vision. We haven't got that. And that and that's the stuff that we can't afford to be, you know, we, we have to play perfect football here in order to win games. We can't afford to be doing these sort of sloppy mistakes. You know, fine if ball goes to Warren, he gets tackled short, frustrating, but you can deal with it because again, Patriots actually played a very good, um, very good play there with three players sort of hugging the the first down line. But we can't afford this backtracking 10 yards. There was another play. He was about eight, eight and a half yards back from the line of scrimmage. Same sort of thing. Dump off to Najee. We, we can't afford this. We haven't got the talent at that position to do that. So apologies, lads. Rant over. 
I, I, th- I loved it and I thought you, I couldn't have put it better myself. I thought it was excellently put. Um, a round of applause for Mike. A pleasure. Um, but it, it almost reminds me the way that the Steelers are playing right now offensively of, of uh, who was it? Was it United? Manchester United, like maybe three or four years ago that people were just saying the park and the bus, right? They just every every game they just walk on and immediately from a 50-50 proposition try not to lose any ground. And that's what the Steelers are doing. They're just desperately trying to cling on to the ball. Uh, they're not trying to sort of facilitate any deep explosive plays. They're not trying to keep up offensively. They're just trying to win with defense, start from a 0-0 position, make no mistakes, and hope that they don't lose. They're not going out to win. Mm. You know, and, and when Gunnar drops a, a fumble or uh, Mitch throws a bad interception, which is going to happen over the course of a season, these things happen. That's it. Game over. Against a team like the Patriots that we should be competing with, because I, I hate to say it, Patriots fans, not looking good. Some good offensive line play, but outside of that, that team looks mid. Yeah. So, you know, I hate to say... I'm sorry, Gal, who I know is going to be listening. Um, but, you know, that, that team is, is one that we should be competing with. And so, I mean, God forbid when this team plays a Kansas City, or I don't, I don't know who we play this season, right? But God forbid when we play one of these high-powered offenses because it's going to look, it's going to get ugly. Hundred percent. The difficulty is when we do try and act positively in the game, you've got Mitch thrown into triple coverage. Yeah. It's just his vision I, really scares me. That 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 INT is where. I as soon as I saw him wind, because I think I don't think he looked off DJ whatsoever. He was clued in, and the second I saw him wind, I went, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> because it's not there isn't enough room to hit a finesse touch pass with the safety deep and the linebacker in the middle. There wasn't enough space there, and you just saw him and oh, eyes gone. This is either going long or it's 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 tipped and caught. There was no other option there, or there was no other um, end game to that play. Um, you know, I've got a good friend of mine, James, who is no doubt not listening because uh, he's a Bears fan, who is my fellow draft nut. He, you know, for years I was talking to him about Mitch and said, you know what, the, you know, the stats didn't look that bad. I don't understand why. But you never watch the games. And then sort of two games in, it makes so much sense now. No, no, nothing is changing here. <laughs> Bless him. He's cashed out his George Pickens rookie of the year bet because <laughs> I told him to, to do it do it now because they ain't getting any better. Um, I've done the same, by the way, do, just for yeah. the record. Do I made not, a one-time profit. Wow, take, and take that to the bank. But we're, this is where we are, unfortunately, with Mitch. Um, I think he's, his decision-making he doesn't go through his progression. Um, you know, the fourth quarter play, the wheel route to Najee on third and two. Mitch mm. stared Najee the whole way. And you had Moot on a crossing pattern. You had Claypool deep, you know, throw it up as a feckin' ball, see, what, see how it goes. But he stared at Najee and you just saw, you know where this is going. There was about three defenders in the same in the same place. And that was a, if memory serves me right, Judon was in coverage and he was he was on what's the word I'm trying to look for? He was on the short side. So he would have had to get the ball over Judon, but short enough that Najee would catch it. I mean, that is an unbelievable pass if you can make it. But he can't. He hasn't got it in the locker. So we're we're, we're genuinely we're at the point now where we're going, what what else what else can we expect to see? You know, we haven't had him uh 
you know, totally ruin a game for us and totally explode with, you know, multiple picks and multiple fumbles. But I have the feeling it's coming. Yep. There'll be a disastrous game along the way here. You can you can sniff that out now. On the bright side, when that disastrous game does eventually come, at least Tomlin's hearing problems that he's he's unable to hear sixty seven thousand people shouting the word <laughs> Kenny at the top of their voices. Um, oh, at least I, he doesn't have a vision problem, so he'll be able to see those six, seven interceptions and he'll actually then be able to put Kenny in the game and we can have a competent franchise moving forward on the offensive side of the ball. Additionally, one yeah. other slight gripe I had was the... Um, and, and you know I always look at refereeing and stuff. Now, when we're trying to do the, the hard count and make um, make the Patriots jump on offside multiple times with the did. And the refs aren't calling it. Why do we then still carry on with that tactic? <laughs> like there was more like yellow items thrown around my living room. Terrible towels. <laughs> like the the cat's got a towel which are drying with. That was getting thrown up in the, the air. Cat's like got a towel that are drying with. Wow. Yes. Great insight into Ketsy's like living room there. Yeah. Yeah. Like every yellow item in in the house was getting thrown He's on the floor at that point. Just rocketing up the common man rankings with his cat towel. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but why are we still carrying on with that? I, I, mm. I don't understand that. It didn't work the first three times. Okay, these refs aren't calling it today, lads. Let's you know, let's try something different. But third quarter, we're still doing it. Oh, I'm just I know. so every everything that was third and within five or six, it was hard count. And you go, guys, I can read it from here, five thousand miles away. I can tell what you're doing. There's no, there's no point thinking about it. Here we are. That's the offense, and and that's what it's going to be until, uh, as I say, the reason that I'm on this Kenny Pickett train now is because that's the only way I can foresee a change. And you know, are we going to have an offensive coordinator fire in mid-season? I mean, maybe the way we're going, but even if we do, it's going to take some time for, to see any meaningful change. The only way we mm. see real change here is Kenny Pickett, or just play the entire game in tempo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I. I would. I would much rather see if you. If someone was to ask, what do you want first, Kenny in or Canada out? I would like to see Kenny in. Agreed. Because getting a new OC in, you know, we're, we we got to look long term here, and let's yeah. look at the bigger picture. We're in a conference with Ravens, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs, Chargers. Mm-hmm. Do we? You know, do we count Miami? Browns when their quarterback gets back. Like we're we're in this we're in a tough run. Apologies if I did mention the Bills. Um, we're in a tough situation here. What we can't afford to be doing is chopping and changing OCs, and we probably wouldn't. We're not the sort of organization that would. Um, but I would rather just give give Canada the benefit of the doubt and ask the question: Well, what can be done with Pickett under center? And is it the quarterback play that's causing the issue or is it the play calling and if it's a play calling well kind of see you later it doesn't work it's been too many years now thanks very much adios um but i'd rather i'd rather see that then then canada go early doors and then you're sort of fecking around with pickett's tempo then aren't you yeah absolutely and that is how you mess up a quarterback mm. chopping and changing offensive coordinators left right and center it's not what you want but you know like you say if he's not the answer he's not the answer but uh, and, and there will be trials and tribulations. I want to stress that, you know, I don't want this to sound like, and that's what I'm conscious of. I don't want this to sound like I'm saying, you know, Kenny Pickett's going to come in and then that's it. You know, it's the saviour. Here he is to save the day. 
and everything's great from and sunshine and rainbows we're in the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, let's be realistic. There's going to be trials and tribulations. Kenny will have struggles, I'm sure. But mm. let's try something new, you know, because this, this ain't working. Anyway. But there's an expectation with it, isn't there? You sure. expect if Kenny starts next week and presume, presumably he's not playing against the Browns on Thursday, you have that expectation. You kind of go, oh, rookie bumps. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're you're, you're gonna expect okay. that, and you know we've been fairly fortunate, the three of us, that we haven't had to experience that in the time that we've been fans of the Steelers. Sure. Um, you know, we're coming to the coming to the party very late in that regard, but you expect it, and that's fine. But I, you you hope to see the light at the end of the tunnel and the and the improvement. We ain't getting that, out, Mitch. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. can't see it. What's to look forward to? Oh, feels like I've said that ever since we started this podcast, man. I'm so sorry, gents, and 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 to, and to the listeners. Oh, which which is worse, Mitch's ceiling or Kenny's floor? Uh, God, that's a question I don't want to answer. Depends what I'm drinking. Um, <laughs> uh, what are you yeah, I, I get I get what you mean, Kets. I. <sighs> There is, is is it fair to say there's also maybe potentially a little bit of stubbornness? Yes, a hundred percent. I think it's Mike would tell you there isn't, but I think you know we know that there is. We, we oh. understand there's a plan. And Mike's press conference today, though. Oh, that was painful. That was painful. Um, it was I'll, basically just, just catch very quickly. Just very quickly, I'm going to need to bomb off for two seconds. Quick, quick, quick toilet break. You, you tell us about the press conference. Lou break. Yeah. Kat, who was this painful for? I haven't seen the chat. I've seen the comments, but I've not, I've not watched it. It was just your typical Tomlin press conference, but you just knew that everything he said either didn't believe or you've got to question what game he actually watched at the weekend. It was just. I'm going to struggle to remember anything specific now because I just watched it kind of on Twitter whilst trying not to react to the to comments and, and kind of join in with everybody that was kind of shouting for Canada's head and shouting for Kenny to start. But it was just your typical talk around the issues without actually explaining the issues. Mm. And he was blaming kind of very... Uh, kind of, he was saying, "Oh, it was a close game. You know, we could have won if certain plays had have gone a different way, like the Oshevsky kind of fumble and, and whatever else." But he didn't look at the kind of Trubisky issues. He wasn't willing to say anything kind of negative or, or questioning on Trubisky. And maybe part of that's from a, a motivational standpoint that he's got to kind of go with this guy again next week and you know give him confidence. But I don't know. It was just frustrating that he didn't kind of call out what I think he should have called out, and mm. basically just say that a lot of it wasn't good enough. Simple I'm just reading. I'm, I'm reading one of his quotes here. Um, someone asked the question of Mitch, and he said, "I've liked a lot from him. I think he's done a good job of doing the things that come with the position, the intangible things, the leadership things, the communication things, dealing and communicating the offense, working hard to execute our agenda, the things we want to work on." Yeah. Oh, not playing yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah, but throwing the ball usually yeah. helps as well, like to, to to the right guy and scoring points and realizing, you know, I, I I'd argue, I'd argue the intangibles when he's falling out of bounds to be sacked for three yards with thirteen seconds to go on the clock and still have a chance to kick three points. Um, you know, I I'd, I'd, I'd certainly question some of those things. The problem is he has to say this. Let let let's be fair. He's he's got it. He, he's not going to chuck him under the bus. The second that 
it, the second it does um it does end up happening he's just going to turn around and say you know we've made the decision we're sticking with kenny the past is the past future the future uh tomlinism tomlinism move on that you know that that'll be his press conference won't it um there's a couple of other lines that i've just seen from his press conference as well sort of you could play Tomlin Bingo. So we don't see comfort. We don't try we'll to quell comfort. the noise. To be we quite honest, we don't care about the noise. Yeah, I'm just waiting for living in our fears and then <laughs> and then I you know, can share Bingo. Yeah, literally was living in his fears though. It was the yeah. definition of living in his fears. My, my big question for the week is, what is the standard? It's the standard. Because if, well, it isn't, is it? Because <laughs> this week we didn't live up to it. Like if if that's the standard on offense, then oh, just frustrating. It's frustrating that you know I questioned the wide receiver room because I was unsure about Claypool, I was unsure about DJ, I was unsure about glad when we got Pickens in. It doesn't matter if you've got five Hall of Fame receivers out there right now. He's still going to throw the dump off to somebody behind the line of scrimmage. It's just. And just claiming he didn't hear the crowd as well. That's just an yeah. insult to, to Steelers Nation, to be honest with you. You know, you, you, you can almost throw out what coaches say these days. You know, it's, it's a surprise when a coach says something that means anything. I mean, Tomlin's fun. We enjoy the Tomlinisms, but yeah. we're not, we're not going to gleam anything from, you know, really from what he says. Other than like Mike says, him not, you know, him going out of his way there, almost backtracking, finding a way to not compliment Mitch on his play. Um, yeah, I think, I think that says a lot. So anyway, should we move on? From, I mean, we've, we've had our rant about the offense. I promise to, to listeners that maybe this is the second week. Uh, I mean, A, this is what, not what the show normally is. And B, we're not normally this dour. Um, it's better. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, it is All better. Right, but but uh, yeah, I mean, we, we're normally more upbeat than this. Gab said we were too upbeat last time. Do you think we'll get a message this time saying we're too down? Too downbeat? Too reactionary? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. What's Gab's opinion? Well, we we wouldn't know, but coming in strong, grenades. <laughs> grenades is the right solution at this point. It's <laughs> <laughs> not advocate for violence, gets <laughs> too early in um, the season. Yeah, yeah, and this is the problem because I, I, it's funny because I was listening to the guys. I just did the Browns podcast, right? Normally, don't name drop like that until uh, later in the show. Um. And I was listening to them before I went on, right? And and they were kind of they were talking in a very sort of doomsday kind of way about the Brown season as well. And and I was kind of sitting there thinking to myself, you know, it's one on one. And then I've kind of just done the exact same thing about the Steelers. So you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe we do just need to give it time. But would you like me to be more upbeat, Si? Is that what you're asking? No, definitely not. Definitely not. I think we need to come okay. and, and, and express how we feel. And I think I've been as downbeat as anyone. So uh, don't you worry about that. Let, let's talk about the defence very quickly. Um, we don't need to get too deep into it. But but just to say, kind of, I think there was a lot of expectations piled on Highsmith in this game. Um, thought he was fine. But, you know, the, I mean, the Patriots the offensive line did do a good job. We've seen uh, Matt Madden going after Alex Highsmith's dad on Twitter because he's an idiot. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Mate. It was a tough ask for Highsmith this week. I think um, without yep. TJ, it's, it's always going to be like that. And I, I do hope. I, I don't doubt he's going to come back and have stronger games than this going forward. Uh, but you could sense that lack of pressure without TJ. He's hard to replace. Mm. If you were to 
so you were saying earlier about the Patriots not really being, you know, where do they sit on the, the ranking 1 to 32? Yeah. And what I always like to do with this sort of thing is, is is look at a team and go, well, who would I who would I take? Who, who, who would I say, do you know what? I would have him starting at my roster and stuff like that. I think with the Patriots O-line, it, it's probably their biggest strength. So for us to come up short in that department is unsurprising, especially given the fact that we essentially played five quarters the week before. And... You know, we'll get on to the Browns game afterwards. But the guys are probably gassed. You know, they are probably knackered from all the from all the um from all the downs they had to play last week to then, you know, coming to this with a star down, they're gonna have to plug the gap somewhere. They, you know, they they're they're gonna struggle with that. I it it doesn't come as a surprise to me that we were lacking pressure all game with the pass rush. Yeah, no, understandable, and it's 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 going to get worse this week, isn't it? With uh, oh. Mr. Chubb going up against our front seven, that's uh, not going to be fun to watch. We're going to need more wins in the run game, big time. I think that's what they're going to want to focus on. And uh, yeah. we we struggle with that at the back end of this game, I'm afraid. After a promising week one. Mm. And well, again, I... part of it, I think, is because they're gassed. I think I think they're yeah. and. Short week against a run-heavy team. Yikes! Um, I, I, you know, in in some compliment areas, should, should we mention Minka? I mean, that 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 pick is exactly what you want your deep safety to do. Yeah. Um, why Robert Spillane, Spillane was on coverage is another matter, but perfect timing from Minka side of things. It's it's yeah, he's he's just a class apart, isn't he? Elite, he's doing his job for sure. I, I want to say though, Spillane, I thought had a good game. Credit where credit's due. He might he might have been beat there if not for Minko, but uh, in general, I thought he had quite a good game. He, he played like twenty nine percent of the snaps or something like that. Like he plays literally like a third of the snaps in time, right? But he has such a an impact on the run game at times, and and I think he had the second most tackles on the thing in thirty percent of the snaps. So he's involved. Maybe it's because they target him so much, but <laughs> uh, I do like the intensity that he plays with. Um, so credit where credit's due. I thought he had a good game. You know, he didn't have a good game with Killer Witherspoon. thought he was oh. just really laid on yeah. towards the back half of this game. They really started to target in that matchup as one they wanted to take advantage of. Yeah, that he, he, he got mossed. There's no other way to describe it. Um, and And... You know, to, cre- to credit Tomlin, he, he called him out on and sort of said, "You've got to, you got to get up higher on that. You can't, yeah. you can't play the ball low like that. You've got to play it's played above the eye level." Um, and he just got, he just got straight beaten to it. And I, in fairness, I don't think there was a couple of, um, a couple of inside plays. Levi Wallace struggled on as well. gave gave too much separation in the middle for, for quite simple short gains. You know, slant routes and stuff like that. So I, I genuinely think there was a fair bit of struggle from our two outsides. Yeah, I think everything through the middle looked a lot better with uh, Miles Jack and yeah, um, Miles Jack is playing with a great intensity. He's all over the field. I mean, th- there's been plays I, where I'm like, that's going big if not for Miles Jack's incredible effort. Yeah, I'm seeing the benefit of him immediately. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Shame. Um, I, I I think I'm seeing better plays out of Devin Bush, but obviously leaving the game early with the. Uh, with a foot injury, foot or ankle, something on those lines. But I believe he trained today or is due to practice tomorrow. So it's not severe. He should still make Thursday touch wood. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm not up to date with the injuries, to be fair, this week, because it's only Monday, which is rare for us. But Right, no, fair. Can we see a bit more Trey Norwood, by the way? Where did he go? Why is he not involved in this defence anymore? Get some Trey Norwood out there. I want some more Swiss Army man. Leal, I thought, had a good game. Got involved. Sort of mm. uh, blowing up that tight end screen. Nice play. Um, yeah, just looking here, Trey, Nor- Trey Norwood, six snaps. Yeah, six snaps. 90% mm. of the defensive snaps. Must be a way to get him involved. Yeah, you got one, one tackle, that was it. Yeah. I tell you what was interesting, though. If you look at the snap count of the, the DBs, so Edmonds, Minka, Witherspoon, Cam, Sutton, 68 snaps, each 100% of the defensive snaps. Levi Wallace in at 59. So that's five starting DBs. 59 snaps, 87% of the total. That's five starting DBs. The next DB in terms of snap quantity was uh, Arthur Mollette with eight. So we are never having six DBs on the the field at the same time. Why is that? You know, I'm sure the Patriots... Yes, the Patriots had, what, a third and 23, third and 26, which they nearly converted. Yeah, I know. Um, and we're predominantly sitting with f- only five DBs. Why aren't, where, where's the six? I don't understand. Is that just a change in concept entirely, that we're not, that we're sick in five, which presumes then we're having, what, five DBs, four pass rushers, and what, two linebackers? A fifth pass rusher, maybe, and then one linebacker? I don't, I don't understand them. I'm, tr- I'm trying to gauge why we aren't seeing more of... I mean, James Pierre was a scratch, not a single snap. Um, but w- why aren't we seeing more Arthur Mollett or, or Trey Norwood playing that sort of third safety role or anything along those lines? I, I'm, I'm struggling to understand that. You know, with very very little dime plays that we're, that we're getting at the minute. And, and very little rotation. I mean, Witherspoon played 100% of the snaps in this game. Wallace played 87%. Yeah. Cam Sutton played 100%. So these guys are just on the field the, the entire game. There's, there's very little... Considering we're, you know, we're playing a lot of defensive snaps the last two weeks. Yeah. So, strange. Yeah. Struggle, struggling to understand that one a little bit, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Maybe a lack of trust in the depth there. But... Potentially, but we, we saw good reps out of guys we're like Trey yeah, Norwood sure. yeah, yeah. last season. So I, 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 I'm struggling to understand the... The rationale behind that. Um, and it sort of leads me a little bit to flicking through notes. Oh, I feel like I'm in draft season. Um, <laughs> Get the spreadsheet out. Big board. Oh, don't. No, honestly, please don't. Um, <laughs> the the um, Harris touchdown for the Patriots was what? Third in goal from the tree, give or take. It was a two tight end set two running backs and there potentially may have been another tight end or another tackle brought in. I, I, I couldn't see exactly, but there was no one wide. Everyone was sort of in and around the line. There was two running backs in the backfield. We had five DBs on that play on a clear running down on third and something. We had five. Okay. I totally understand if we have three DBs, but five, we had, we had Edmonds, we'd Minka, Witherspoon, Wallace and Sutton. That's, that's wrong. That is, that can't be right. We we cannot be that. That is that is far too straightforward. You know, defensive concepts and understanding that at, at such a pivotal part of the game. You know, that was the 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 gunner fumble. 
why we're not, you know, stacking the line with the big boys. You know, Adams only 11 snaps. We, we should be getting more out of them. But, but played five DBs on a, on a turning goal at the two. That, I, I struggle with that one. I, I watched the game back, uh, or as much as I could of the game back a couple of hours ago, and was sort of shocked. <laughs> it was like, There's a lot, of, a lot of skinny players on the page. One second, you know, press the pause button and counting the five DBs out. That's not right. That That's we, shocking. And we had timeouts left at that point, so there's the time to use one. Yeah. Don't let, don't let that ball be snapped. Yeah. <laughs> well, a, a hyper frustrating day. I think it's fair to say, and and you know, I, I, we we kind of felt like week one was a bit of luck, right? I brought it up last week, so we saw that luck run out in this game, and and we'll see where it goes from here. I hope we're not being too negative. We'll see. I've got positive. Sure. Oh, we're we're top of the north. <laughs> Are we really? Oh my god. <laughs> well, that is a positive. In fairness, we should probably mention that somehow every other team in the, the division managed to lose, um, seemingly against all odds uh, the Browns with one of the most spectacular displays of inadequacy I've ever seen um, I mean what were they losing 31-14 or something yeah 31-17 with less 17. than two to go Yeah, uh, and that's just when Chubb ran the touchdown in whereas <laughs> I think if you'd have stopped it at the one they would, they would have essentially won yeah yeah what a beautiful so, play that is, because I got fantasy points for, for Chubb and the Browns still lost. Beautiful. Love to see it. <laughs> love to see that, yeah. So the Browns lose in an absolute shocker. And I, I was cheer- as soon as that, I saw that onside kick, I was cheering on the elite Joe Flacco, uh, which was strange to do. Uh, the Ravens, meanwhile, played the Dolphins. And as far as I could see, that game was like over by halftime. Mm. And then once again, I, I kind of tune in at the end once the Steelers game's over and the Dolphins are like, Soaring back and two has got six touchdowns apparently. No idea what's going on there. The offense in that game was just ridiculous. I watched the like, NFL in sixty sort of quick replays of stuff, and it was just like the defenses just didn't look like they had a clue what was happening. It was just balls over their head flying past them. That's great. <laughs> now, as a man who put better kebab that two, did I better kebab or did I? I can't remember what it was, but I said that two would be benched this season due to performance issues. Six oh. touchdown game, not looking great for that. But <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I don't well, know. It looks is, like... is two of the reason that they that, that happened? I don't know. I need to go back and watch that. Maybe it was Tyreek Hill. It's, a, it's probably a little bit of everything, isn't it? I mean, they've irrespective of who your quarterback is, you you stick those sort of weapons on them. Yeah. You know, you expect him to play well. You know, interesting. Credit. Interestingly, with the Dolphins, the Great Dolphins debate of 2022, we've got in the red corner um, Waddle and Gav, and in the blue corner Tyreek Hill with his multinational supporters, including Gal, and then uh, Sai, myself, and Dave. Actually, no, I don't know if Sai is on that. No, it's just me, Dave, and Gal. What's this what are you talking about? <laughs> We've got another kebab on the um, ah. Waddle to outscore Tyreek Hill. Oh, really? Over the season, yeah. You're not following at UKSP kebabs for all these. Um, <laughs> you top are Mister Weight and Measures. I am, I am, but I, I just needed the context that that's what you were talking about prior to the, the speech about Waddle and and, uh, and Tyreek Hill because I had no idea you were talking about kebab. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, and of course the Bengals didn't mention the Bengals who 
also shockingly found themselves like 17 nothing down right and then found their way back into it with a two-point conversion at the end and uh then lost <laughs> inexplicably <laughs> on a field goal so i i don't know what's going on with these teams in this division i don't know what the bengals are doing um they don't seem right out the gate although i hope it's not one of these sort of phoenix rising from the ashes situations with them um the browns don't seem confident listening to them but joe um Joe Burrow is roughly, if they continue with this trend, expected to be sacked about 112 times this season. They are on 13 in two games. I, th- I believe it's 13 in two games. It might, I might be off by one. That is, you know, delighted for them with the, the newfound offensive line. And I would be remiss not to mention that Ketz tried to call me out for not starting Joe Burrow in the fantasy league in the kebab bowl because I started Carson Wentz over Joe Burrow and I could hear Lewis Wood in my ear telling me it's a bad idea Simon but I did it anyway and was it the right decision Kit? Yeah in the end I was calling you out when you were like <laughs> minus two point something with your well, overall every team game, score. Every game has an end Kit so we can't focus only on the beginning. <laughs> this is true I was just pointing out your team was minus two at one point in an elimination league nonetheless. I was never worried. But you know who should have been worried? Gavin Marshall. Oh, are we going there already? Yeah, let's do it. Um, that was a nice segue onto the Fantasy League, onto Kebab. Uh, onto the Kebab Bowl. Oh, the Kebab Bowl. Are we calling it the Kebab Bowl? I'm sticking with the Kebab Bowl. I like it. Yeah, Kebab Bowl. I know it's the Not For Long League, right? But it's the Kebab Bowl in my heart. Um, now, this isn't over yet, right? Because we've still got Monday Night Football. Yes. Yeah, we have two games. Two? Oh, there's two games tonight? Mm-hmm. Ooh, you spoil me, NFL. Wait, one of them isn't starting early, is it? No. Oh, okay. Weird. No, so I, I was immediately I saying, thanks for <laughs> going straight into the outro and like, turning his TV on. Yeah. You just, you just got that skimpering sound from uh, the Wiley Coyote. You, no, they're, they're not back to back. They start within an hour of each other, which can't under, I, I can't understand. Games on Monday night football. Sorry. Um, cut someone cut that. Please <laughs> cut that. Pulp. Um, Great song. Alrighty then. So yeah, we've we've got Tennessee Buffalo and Minnesota Philly. Oh, don't mind a now, chance to watch Josh Allen on a on a Sunday night, Monday night. What day is it? Monday. Tuesday morning. Um so shall we look at Gav's what was what was Gav's issue this week? Well, Matty Ice. Mm. Minus and Trey, Trey Lance this week. Oh, minus nine point seven. Ooh. Three picks, a fumble, sacked five times, slightly more passing yards than Mitch Trubisky. Um, aye, aye, aye. I'll take from that what you will. Not good. Dad yeah. didn't learn from watching the Jags in preseason, did he? Juju. Juju's cost him. Had a slow start to the season, fantasy-wise. But, yes. you know, honestly, I mean, he was dead by QB because he had Davis Mills, who got three points. So, you know. <laughs> you could say that, that Gav has fallen victim to his own sword by this QB scoring that I spent all last year complaining about. But True. I wouldn't True. dare suggest that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can't. Now, the only thing I'll say, Mr. Dave Hart, 
He's currently got less points than Gav. Albeit, he has got Josh Allen and KJ Osborne to play. Now, that's an interesting narrative because doesn't Gav have someone left too? He has AJ Gav Brown. has AJ Brown. Oh, now all so, of a sudden there's a game here because AJ Brown's the kind of guy that could go off. So all it would take is a good AJ Brown game and a, and a really poor Josh Allen game, which maybe is unlikely, but you never know. And we've also got Ian, 47 points, who has Kirk Cousins, Devonta Smith, and Irv Smith still to play. Now, Devonta Smith scored zero points last week. Irv Smith scored zero points last week. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has that in his locker to sit there on four points. Um, Maybe Gav's not as over as we thought. It's all to play for tonight. <laughs> it is indeed. Just just a little uh, passing comment on my side. Um, Noah Brown, boy receiver for Dallas. I offered him to two of our counterparts in our league in trades. Ian, you were one of them. <laughs> and I'm sorry, mate. Let me. I'm I'm, I'm going to the mess. I'm I'm, go, I'm going to the message. Wow. I'm going there. Oh, he's, he's got receipts. Oh. This is what I look for. <laughs> okay. You rejected the trade. Yeah. It's fine. Fine. And I said, that's all right. If you want to start Zach Gentry. And he responded with, Zach Gentry scored well last week. <laughs> what did Zach Gentry right. score this week? Do we know? Uh, this, this week he scored zero. Ah, I see. And what did, so, uh, what did your boy score? Uh, 24. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ian. <laughs> uh, after scoring nearly 16 oh, the week dear. before. So I'm sorry, Noah Brown is off the trade block. <laughs> Feck off. Um, See, I love this. I, I love this as like a, a public forum for the airing of grievances, right? Like with me and Kets and with this, you know. Mm, just, and and get don't get me wrong, the there are no grievances on my part. Um, <laughs> okay, spending $2 on Paris Campbell to score zero points was suspect. <laughs> it, it, $2, that's fine. $2. I'm all right with that. I'm all right um, with that. I would, that is a better investment than $100 for Austin Eckler. Cackling. Last week, very, very suspect. So, yes, I am raining fire on a couple of people in the league, but that's fine. That's that's, that's grand. What it's, what, it, it's what we're here for. Exactly. It's a bit that's of crack. True nature. Stop taking life so fucking serious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's only much. it's only fantasy only football. Okay. And as we know, no one cares about your fantasy team as much as you do. Well, we do. <laughs> yeah we keep receipts thank you very much um okay well i'll let gav play his own death music if it comes to it next week um should we move on to the the steelers browns game on thursday a little bit of preview of that and then we'll get out of here just go oh could you imagine if gav does stay in the league that'll be class he probably will frankenstein back from the dead yeah shall we move on to browns <laughs> there he is Okay, Thursday Night Football. As I said, on the new Amazon telecast, you got to check that out. I'm undecided yet. I'm going to give it another week, see how I feel. Um, interesting to have like the, all the old players on, though. Like, if, I really do feel like I've moved a generation now, right, into like the second generation of my football fandom. I feel like all the players I connected with as a, as a young football fan 
have aged out of playing and now I'm sitting there watching like Richard Sherman talk to Ryan Fitzpatrick in the in the booth. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. We've 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 turned a turned a page. Yeah. You say that, but Joe Flacco had twenty six <laughs> for forty four at the weekend and scored three hundred and seven yards, four touchdowns. Very fair Just point. Saying. Very fair point. There's there's some memories we cannot get rid of. Um, but nevertheless, the Steelers play Thursday night uh, on said uh, broadcast. Uh, this is a uh, this is away right. This is at the Browns. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yep. uh, this is at First mm-hmm. Energy Stadium. Um, are you guys watching this live? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I probably I agree know. with Kets there. Ah. I think I've got a a meeting Friday morning. Unfortunately, you Kets, important meetings can't get out of them for the for the Steelers. Well, we know what your priorities like. <laughs> <laughs> Straight, up, I, straight down the common man rankings again for Kets, as he uh, has two important... Yo-yo, these common to. man rankings. <laughs> What's your excuse, mate? Playing golf with some, some clients? <laughs> oh, I mean, it's come out with both barrels here. <laughs> that is, I'm absolutely fine. Uh, that is that is an acceptable dig. I, I, I deal with that. Um, no. Staying up until... Mm, to watch them. I mean, one thing I will say is, no doubt the Browns will run the living shite out of the ball. So the game could be over by three o'clock. Oh, that is true. Yeah, you could get so, out of there early. Yeah. Might not be, might not be too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, I'll see I'll see how the mood strikes. Um, you know, half, half ten, if I'm struggling, then it's probably going to be a no-go. But you got the Friday off, have you, sir? I have indeed. I have indeed. As I do Committed for all the these Steelers late games. Yeah, has to be done. Are you looking forward to when the Steelers are shite? We don't have so many primetime games. You don't have to use up all that annual leave. You know, I don't mind. It's an excuse to use it for a thing that's for me that no one can bother me during, you know. And then when someone wants me to actually do something, I can be like, oh, sorry, I've got you know, days left to book off. So, for me, positive. That's <laughs> <laughs> too much important things. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry, I'm trying to hold down a respectable career in the background. <laughs> does this not qualify? No, it does, of course. Also, yeah. I didn't have the, the foresight or hindsight to book the days off, which is my own. I normally do half days on a day after the Steelers play, but I've just not for some reason this time. Well, we understand that you're too important, Kets, to, uh, to do that. Genuinely not, but thank you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've 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 as the sugar daddy of the UK Steelers podcast, it's important that you uh, you attend to what you need to. Thanks. <laughs> right, moving on. Uh, the Browns, of course, starting QB Jacoby Brissett, uh, Brisket, our very own. Um, from what I gather, I mean, I don't know if you guys have had eyes on these games a little closer than I have. I haven't had time to go back and, and really pay attention to what happened, apart from the late game antics and the Browns game. I didn't see the meat of that game. But from what I gather, Jacoby Brissett has been... Um, fairly efficient, fairly accurate in his starts. Um, they seem fairly happy with him filling in. If he's not lighting worlds on fire, he, he's he's managing the game maybe more effectively than Mitch Trubisky is. Um, obviously, the run game is one to fear with with the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt double header. Um, which offense do we feel is stronger right now? I mean, maybe that's uh, obvious given that this discussion <laughs> we've just had. But when you look at the complete lack of options they have in the in the receiving game, there is some some weaknesses here, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, my concern and issue with that, though, is the lack of a pass rush. So, therefore, our corners are going to be expected to cover for longer. 
Mm-hmm. That's probably the one thing that jumps out at me. I mean, Amari Cooper, nine receptions for a for 101 and a TD yesterday. You know, he is the clear number one. But they're not afraid to chuck it to the running backs out of the backfield either. Five receptions, about 50 yards nearly between Chubb and Hunt. You know, they've got that in the locker as well. Harrison Bryant had three forty-five. You know, they they'll mix it up a bit. And you're right with with Jake Brisket, you know, twenty-two for twenty-seven. That's that's slick without being, you know, without being sexy. Uh you know, it it's managed. Yeah, my 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 big concern though is whilst they haven't got the best receivers in the world, are we gonna give them too much time to uh to, to throw the ball? That's the problem we had with with this Patriots team, and I feel like mm. they're very set up very similarly, only with maybe less talent um, running yeah. the ball, you know. So. And to be fair with their offense, I think you've got to give a shout out to Cade York as well, the rookie mm. kicker. He's doing very well. Yeah. Um, five of six PATs and five of five field goals. So. It's another good kicker in the north, I'm afraid. Yeah, not 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 keen on this this new trend of of all the best kickers in the AFC North. Don't love that. Yeah, I have to agree. And just looking at here too, the I mean the Jets only came away with one sack yesterday. You know, tying in with that Browns having a fairly solid O line. Um, I think. Yeah, that, we, I really do think that we could be looking at a very similar game to this Patriots one, relatively low scoring, but with the potential for the Browns to just run the ball down our throats. That's just yeah. to deal with it. Yeah, I've I've got a bold prediction here linked to that. Um, okay. That and that's all. That's ultimately what I think. The game, the games won. We we aren't as bad as we were last year in terms of stopping the run, mm-hmm. but having having a, a a defensive team that played five quarters last week was on the field quite a lot this week, and then has four days to prepare, and we're missing our star, uh, Devin Bush potentially not a hundred percent. Those are two separate sentences, by the way. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> and we're coming against like I'd argue this is one of the worst teams we could come up against right now, given the situation that we find ourselves in, because of their positive ability to run the ball. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Chubb and Hunt with fifteen plus carries each. Yeah, you know that's a, start, that's a start in your fantasy league on those two. Yes, very much so. <laughs> very much so, um, and even even. Jacoby Brissett can can scoot a little bit as well, so we've sort of got that to factor in, which has always been our kryptonite for years. Any quarterback with the ability to quickly escape out of the pocket and make a couple of yards. So I, I, I hate saying it, but I'm really not confident. Yep, no, me neither. Me neither, dude. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, obviously you've got to worry about Miles Garrett, and that's going to be a whole thing, right? I mean. Let's see how our offensive line deals with that. Hopefully, hopefully we can be mitigated. It's worked in the past. Um, our boy JOK is playing well for them. Yep. Um, so, you know, mm. their defense is, uh, I think, on the up as well. Uh, do you want to pick this game? I'm sensing that we're going to be <laughs> stick with the narrative of being negative on this episode, but I'm thinking something low scoring, something like 2017 for the Browns is kind of where I'm leaning. Yeah, I'm going to go... I feel like you're going to pick the blowout. <laughs> Not far off. I'll go 24-10, Browns. 24-10. Hey, 
hate to see it. The two touchdown lead gets. I'm just doing some maths here. Steelers 13, <laughs> Browns 31. How many, like, you know, like Cynthia Freeland runs like a, a million uh, com- computational uh, mm. things of each game. How many of those did you just run through your brain then, Kets, as you thought of those numbers? I was just giving, and well, I was giving touchdowns and field goals to the teams and trying to add up what the number would be. <laughs> And Kets, do you look as good calculating those numbers there? <laughs> I don't look good doing anything, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that one. Always humble. Always humble. So, um, what are you going for? Have you called yours? Yeah, I said 2017. You did? Because I wrote that Ooh, down. That's a little close. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's, that's, that's if the Steelers play a, a relatively clean game. Yikes. Are we going to go back down that rabbit hole again? I'm yeah. teetering. I'm not going to lie to you. I won't do oh, we, didn't even, we didn't even mention the Cam sudden drop pick. We didn't... Ma- oh. <laughs> Stop. Let's not go there. We had that game won if Cam Sutton picks that ball there. Hey. And who was helping Gutton now? No. <laughs> <laughs> God, there, was only, there was only 10 on the field at that point. <laughs> oh, but Kets, exactly. Guess what, what else do we pick? Um, we need to pick Survivor. Um, albeit um, I we can actually you. now crown our oh, no. survivor champion. <laughs> Great. Fuck it. Uh. So Gav is the survivor um, champion with Saints and Rams weeks one and two. Um, Mike was out because of the Browns. And Sai, you picked the Rams this week, as did I. So that's our first points on the board. And Rich and Dave both still haven't picked a winning team yet so far, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so we're, we're doing Survivor and end of season. picking a team each week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So given that Gab's already won the Survivor League, it's now yeah, just a... Just a he, he, he's like won the cup competition, yeah. but the league competition's the still league going on for most mm. points in the background. Yeah. Mixed, uh, mixed, mixed bag uh, for Gab this week. Uh, yeah. On the fantasy side and the prediction side. Yeah. Up and down. <laughs> you, you, oh. that's, that's why he's had a rough one. He's, he's, he's feeling tender. He is indeed. Oh, I have to get, quickly get week three games on to find my next prediction now. Yeah, I'm just looking now. I'm thinking, you know, this, what, teams, oh, so what teams have I got? Have you got the teams that I've already had there, Kets? Can you, you have that information? I do. Uh, changes spreadsheet. You have picked... Sorry, the Broncos and the Rams. Broncos and the Rams. Well, in that case, this week, gives, I'll, I'll, I'll take one straight down the fairway. Give me the Chiefs over the Colts. <laughs> Chiefs is a solid pick after uh, Matty I scored a total of zero points this week. Uh, Mike? Hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to join you there. Took the Chiefs. Let's go. Willie Gay just been suspended for five games. Ooh. I'm not going to change anything. Yeah. Just letting you know. Four. That Uh, sounds like five games. PED, is it? No. Yeah. Well, something about him breaking uh, a camera or something. I don't know. Ah. Tough week for discipline. Some some domestic incident. I'm not aware of the details on. 
not so big play Willie Gay. Uh, Kets, what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking Browns at the minute. Looking through Ooh. the list, nothing's really jumping out at me. Are oh, you going to lock up the Browns over the Steelers? Here? Mm, yep, I'm going to have to be that guy. I'm afraid. Hate to see that. We'll be delighted if the Steelers win. <laughs> right, okie dokie. What else is there to pick? Are we doing that? Who gets the first sack now? Is that the other one? Uh, yep, last week's winner was um, <laughs> zero sacks. <Yay. laughs> God almighty. Oh, I'll be positive and say that we do get a sack this week. Um, I'll stick with Cam Hayward. I think I said to Cam Hayward last week, but I'm going to stick with him. I believe in Cam. Okay. Mike? Uh, Alex Oysme. Suck it, man. <laughs> I will join you, Mike. And go Highsmith as well. Okay. Our um, unpredictable event of the week. Uh, I'm going to stick stat heavy this week. In fact, I'll let Mike go first because he said he was going to go run based. So I'll let him. Quick. I don't want to tread yep. on your feet. Quick shout yeah, out Brian. to uh, last week whilst Mike is thinking. Um, Gav had the Patriots soldiers gun incident. I think he forgot that the game was at Heinz Field. So that might have been slightly unlikely. Tough, tough um, week. Sai barely zappy. He was inactive, so he didn't make a pass, unfortunately. I even, I even said it as I made the guess. <laughs> and um, just a quick check amongst you guys. I don't think I heard a Heinz reference from Iron Eagle for Dave's pick. Can't remember it either. But we need we need we need Dave to come in with that information personally. Yep. Please supply audio track yeah. to at UK Steelers Pod. Yeah. It was difficult to listen to the commentary through crying my eyes out. So, um, sorry, Dave. So, uh, play or incident of the game. Okay. Uh, throw me the Browns will have more rushing yards than the Steelers have total offensive yards. Ooh, saucy. <laughs> saucy yet yeah, this game is unpredictable and you two are sitting there going oh, it's probably going to happen actually yeah yeah not are, we thinking, enough. are we thinking so one point uh, <laughs> are, we, are we are we doing that again <laughs> I, I actually think it's probably quite likely it's 100 uh, percent likely but i'm happy with one point for these things so i'll leave that up to you guys. yeah yeah that's that's we're overcomplicating it then are we I'm going to say uh, at least 150 rushing yards for the Browns and a touchdown for both Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I'm singing from the same hymn sheet. It can be receiving or rushing, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Double anytime TDs. Um, I'm thinking that maybe a two rather than a one. What? <laughs> I, knew, I knew I was going to get this I knew the second he said it. Two. Stop. <laughs> All rulings are final. It probably is about two or three, but still, it doesn't matter what he said, I was going to question it. You could have said half a point and I might have said that. What are you thinking, Kat? Oh, dear. Right. Pick it point. He has a catch. Um, and a game, game-winning drive. You're saying picking scores. I'm saying pick it. 
But Kenny Pickett comes in the game and wins. Kenny the game. Pickett comes in the game, wins the game with a throw to George Pickens. There we go. Whoa. That's the narrative we want, boys. Three points. Kets, Kets, you picked the Browns to win, though. <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> He's spreading his bets. He's shot I've got trouble in my fantasy team as well. <laughs> I've cashed out my um, Pickens O'Roy bet, but I'm just, this is what my heart wants. My head says, this is why it's an unlikely or unpredictable <laughs> thing. Here's what dreams are made of. Pickett comes on, drops back, beats two players outside, deep ball, Pickens, job done. But it won't happen. But, you know. Mike, Mike. It's it's week three in the NFL, and the top three passing yard leaders are Tua, Carson Wentz, and Joe Flacco. So, (laughs) welcome to the 1992 UK Steelers pod. (laughs) There's very little we need to question about Ketz's predictions because anything can happen. (laughs) Touche. Okay, was that all the predictions, Ketz? I believe so. Yes. All right. Rock and roll. Well, that's the game. That's the the preview of the Browns game. Is there anything else we normally do? We talk fantasy. We did the predictions. I think that's everything. Wait, we normally have a segment at the end, don't we? Kebab corner. Mm-hmm. No Dave, though. No Dave. Have kind of a short clear. week. Yeah, maybe we should just out of respect for Dave and uh, the situations going on in the country. No doubt. Maybe we can just give kebab. Maybe that could be our contribution. No kebab corner this week. That's to be expected with Dave in uh, with Dave away. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Okay, well, this was a short one. I apologise, but mm. short week. It's been tough. Um, we'll be back to uh, full power <laughs> next week <laughs> when we actually have uh, un- Gav un- the soundboard. Under yeah. or over that we get three complaints due to the lack of length of the podcast. Oh, oh uh, over, hundred percent over. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send one in. Yeah, hundred percent over. <laughs> Um, although, if you'll remember, in the first two years, it was it was quite regular to do an hour and a half show. That was kind of expected in the season, to be fair. don't know where the expectation came from that it had to be four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to combat it in the early days. In fact, I would go so far as to say I tried to make the show shorter, but it did not work. <laughs> so Never. Uh, it's not quite the 48-minute show, but I will accept that it's shorter than usual, and uh, I'm sure we'll be back to uh, a longer discussion when there's more of us next week uh, with a bit more time to process goings on but thank you for joining us uh, anything else to say gents mm. stun silence Fing- <laughs> fingers crossed guys um we could be in for a long ride here hey it's football it's okay we'll get better there's learning to be had kenny pickett will start one day just remember that Follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cyro this fog. Uh, oh, there's no Gav. He totally threw me off there. Follow Kets at Kets UK. Doesn't get the shout out if he doesn't show up. Follow Mike at Mike <laughs> underscore JF1. Sorry, that's Kets at Kets UK. Mike at Mike underscore JF1. And uh, we'll see you next week with, well, uh, hopefully an unlikely win over the Browns. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Go Steelers. It says I have to let you all know that I'm recording. Cheers. Legally. My lawyer thanks you. Please give me your consent verbally to record this conversation. No.
I mean, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Cats? This is very This is very formal, all of a sudden. Yes, I give. I hereby give consent. Thank you. That's all I'll need. Jesus when the courts, Christ. When the courts ask. 